0: What's going on, everybody? It's Scuba and Snorlaxicus, as always, with episode 13. I'm not going to ask this time. (laughs) Episode 13 of the Endless Boss Battle Podcast. This is a big one. We've been talking about this one for a while. We got down and dirty with the Winter 2019 season. Oh, yeah, man. Too Um, much. Arguably, Snorlaxicus... uh, Not arguably absolutely watched uh, way more shows than i did but i still got a good plethora (laughs) Um, the way that we're doing this to make it more exciting is uh the winners of the awards for the winter 2019 season they're all going to be the nominees for the end of the year awards that we do And it's going to be really cool. Uh, We're also going to have, if somebody doesn't win and they were a nominee and we really enjoyed them when we look at the whole year, um, we'll have two spots in each category that are wild cards. And uh, that's kind of my favorite part, I think. Uh, Because it's like if you watch something that you didn't watch when the season was going on in order to give it uh, an award or whatever, um, they can still get some love at the end of the year and possibly win. Oh, yeah. So, um, a couple of things I want to know. Well, first of all, uh, we really appreciate all the love we've been getting from adding ourselves on Spotify. It's been really cool. Also, uh, I'm sorry if you hear what sounds like a horse race uh, from my <laughs> mic, but for some reason, my cats have just decided to go off the wall right now uh, and show <laughs> me how fast they can run. So, um Sorry about that. Um, Fucking
1: cats, man.
0: Crazy. <laughs> they follow no rules. Um, so yeah, we'll get it started. Um, I think we can do it the way that we did for the Anime of the Year uh, awards that we were doing. For are like, uh, I'll do one starting and then you'll do two and then, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I get you.
0: Cool. So, uh, let's start with Best Director. Best Director. Um, Man, these names,
2: dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so first of all, I got... um, We we both actually got... uh, All these, ours is just different. So, I'm going to go with Mob Season 2's director, uh, Yuzuru... Yachikawa, um, Kazuhiro Furuhashi from Dororo, uh, Showa Ibada from Domestic Girlfriend, and Mamoru Kanbe from, uh, Promised Neverland. Um, the, man, all of these had awesome directors for, like, completely different reasons, man. Like, um, the mob one is just like the ability to go from from one type of mood uh making something kind of small and insignificant a big deal with like mob's relationship, mob growing with the uh the uh fitness squad and whatnot, and then you know, I won't spoil uh what happens, but it gets intense in a completely, you know, dudes just trying to destroy the world type of scale and uh <laughs> it is amazing so that that's why i that was a nominee for me dororo as a nominee is just the ability to recreate something from the like grandfather of uh of manga one of the one of the oldest things ever made um and co- and put your own twist on it that's so mature and and just so all around awesome. Seriously, from, from moment one with Dororo, uh I have been a major, major fan. Um but the the direction of everything, like the mood is is so chill. Uh and with domestic girlfriend okay, with domestic girlfriend, it's the ability to pull me in on something that is like so far from something I ever expected to enjoy. The premise, we made fun of this uh, <laughs> in the beginning of the season saying, we're not watching that shit, uh, Domestic Girlfriend. Uh, that sucks. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really cool. Um, and it actually goes places unlike a lot of like uh, harem shows you'll watch where like he doesn't pick a girl or uh a lot of romances that kind of feel like empty um things are getting done in that show you know uh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. i- re- i it's like really really serious, serious drama, and it pulled me in from i watched it yesterday because <laughs> I wanted to be able to throw it in this uh in the awards, and i ended up i ended up enjoying it way more than I thought i would um and then last is the Promised Neverland uh, director. Uh, I just loved every decision that was made as far as pacing goes, as far as, like, uh, camera work with uh, the first-person point of view. And um, all in all, yeah, it, it was um, really, really cool. The, the way that it starts off at a 100, at a 1,000, actually. One of the craziest... <laughs> first episodes of a show I've ever seen. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. For sure, man. Like
0: Oh. That... And then uh, and then to have to have that uh the pacing afterwards that it had and make it work was was super impressive. But um yeah, I would probably say that my my award's going to go to uh Mamaru Kanbe from Promised Neverland. Oh. I uh like I, I really can't get enough of um, of what was going on in that show, and like so many things impressed me that I don't see in other shows, and uh, yeah, I just I just had to give it to him. So yeah, that's it for that's it for me on best director. I'll let you uh, go ahead and take over.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah. So great choice because Promise Neverland's direction is insane uh like adapting damn near every frame of the manga is insane to me like wild man uh yeah i had i had promise neverland on my nominees as well uh you pretty much summed that one up pretty good for me uh Domestic Girlfriend is also on mine. Me, me, and you had the same exact nomination. The same four
0: nominees. Yeah,
1: the same four nominees. The Domestic Girlfriend director for me was really good. Uh, I'm already into romance like pretty big. It's like one of my favorite genres next to like psychological horror. And uh, I was already like when we first mentioned it, I was like, this sounds like trash because uh I thought it was going to be another kiss Sis, like fucking uh incest fan service type anime uh but no it's like it's like you said uh, earlier today it's almost like a soap opera
0: yeah it really brought me back to the serious moments uh, you know like taking uh taking soap operas watching them with my mom after school um taking these dramatic moments of oh my god he kissed her and then oh my god uh what's he gonna do about the situation it was like uh it really brought me back man
1: yeah yeah it's uh it's it's real good real good for sure uh that director like it could it could have been nothing but edgy fan service And they made it into something so much more, even though, even though the manga exists, I've read a little bit of it and it's a little bit more, uh, adult rated than the, uh, anime. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, they definitely could have, uh, made that, like, way different than they did. And I really respect that director for, like, keeping it on the rails and keeping it interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Kazuhiro Furuhashi, though uh, for Dororo, like, man, not, like, there are so many videos on YouTube of the old Dororo and the new Dororo side-by-side, and the similarities and, like, the care that they put into making it emulate the original is insane. Uh, like, just, yeah, wild. Um, Mob Season 2 director really nice Uh, pretty much what you said uh like the development with uh all of the characters as well as like uh the animation and sound tying in together and being really nice uh really like I i think user uh yachikawa is a really good director he's got a track record that's insane uh i can't can't think of it off the top of my head but like um, I'm pretty sure he's worked with a ton of other, uh, like, big name shows from the last time I looked. Um, and yeah, like, he just, yeah, really great. Um, out of those four, though, if I had to pick my best director, I'm gonna pick Kazuhiro for Rahashi for Dororo, uh, just because of how much care was put into emulating the original.
0: Right, like I think that it could have it could have easily been a lot of people give Dororo flack for uh not following the manga as closely as they could have. And I'm like, I feel like if you're if you're adapting something, it's not going to be able to be just like the the 50s. Oh um, yeah. You know, like yeah, it had sure. to and I heard like story-wise, uh the manga was even kind of like hard to follow sometimes, so I don't know. I I don't think that that's fair. I think that the way, you know, they still give love to the the concepts of the original.
1: Yeah, and it's so, it's that's like all you need. It's like the old manga, the old manga for Dororo might be different than the old show, but I like how they adapted the old show into a new show. Like they just straight up at some points were like we're not we don't give a fuck about the manga because like we think the old show did it better yeah so it was like yeah i i really like that i think it takes a really skilled and talented director to recreate something like that if we had this if we had this nomination last season uh would have gave it to fucking megalobox's director for sure dude Oh yeah, just because of the same reason. Like it just takes so much effort to recreate like watching a show from so long ago and like still follow the story and be
0: interested in it. Right, it's impressive for it's impressive for the same reasons, but like uh Yeah, it's 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 hard to directly give credit for something uh from it's hard to you know, someone could just watch Dororo and be like, oh, "Okay, this is just another uh like samurai show or another demon show or whatever." But uh when you look into it all and you see like this, those side-by-side comparisons from the original to now, it's like, "Yo, this is tight."
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's exactly how I felt there.
0: Um all right, now hop into best animation.
1: Best and animation. Alright. my Here's my four nominees for best animation. First one's going to be Mob Season 2. Um, it took me a while to get caught up on Mob. I have not finished Season 2 completely yet. I'm about halfway through. But I've been on the grind with anime for like a week now. And yeah. It, it's It's been crazy. But one thing I will say is mob season two's animation quality was through the roof like some of the best i've seen in years um yeah that's it. it's just crazy the fights look so cool like so well animated and even like the casual moments are like pretty cool uh so yeah i got mob on there uh promised neverland so many sequences in that where they use cg for like uh a few moments and it's like having it animated might not have given me the same effect i know that sounds weird but you know we talk about the scene where uh you got one of the characters walking through the hallway and that's entirely in cg and it's like, if that were in hand-drawn animation, I don't think I would have been, like, as tense in that moment. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's really hard to describe, but it's, it's it's a case where they use CG really well in that anime for certain moments, and it's not jarring. So, I think that's great in itself. Um, I actually had a girly Air Force in Best Animation.
0: Uh I think what I saw of it like uh seemed worthy enough. Honestly I honestly there wasn't a lot of like uh amazing animation this season anyway, so
1: yeah, and what I think from what Girly Air Force did really well is it also used CG in places, but like a lot of people say that the dog fighting in Girly Air Force is really good. And I'll give him that; it's pretty good. There's some things I don't like about it, like uh, the girl smashing her plane into other planes <laughs> all the time. But even if that is what she does, and I don't think it's like uh, a cool thing at all, the animation of that and like looking at like plane, the planes blowing up uh, frame by frame, and like uh, the aerial dogfighting—you see the missiles going by. You have tons of things on screen at a time uh to be able to do that and make it look aesthetically pleasing is really hard so i put Grizzly air force in uh best animation nomination uh as well holy shit that's a tongue twister <laughs> uh <laughs> last best animation nominee i got was for uh price of smiles um really this one was just personal preference A lot of the comments for Price of Smiles were about how the mechs were garbage. I personally really liked the mechs in that show. So, like, the 3D uh, CG animation of those mechs and the aspects of it reminded me a lot of Armored Core, the video game. And, like, I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed it. So, um, that's why I put Price of Smiles in there. Um... If I could just for just one second talk about something, um, I thought Dororo's animation was okay, but it's kind of generic most of the time, and I don't think that's a bad thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that I think that like uh the choreography with the fights were neat, but a lot of the uh a lot of the static moments of just like conversation and stuff it's just it's not nothing to write home about
1: yeah yeah i was i was debating on putting dover rowan best animation but like i could only think of maybe a few instances where it had like really really high quality animation and uh yeah so if you if you want a dover rowan best animation i'm sorry we got uh we 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 got it on a lot of stuff
0: this season (laughs) so (laughs) like door like uh dororo fans are just uh all over our podcast like well i hope they hit up that dororo for everything (laughs) (laughs) because if not i'm not subscribing
1: i'm not subscribing i'm out (laughs) (laughs) uh i gave best animation of the season to mob psycho season two uh, yeah, that's yeah. just, it's it's crazy, man. Like, the amount of man hours it takes to animate some of the fights in that, and the fact that they got them pumping out every week is just obscene to me.
0: At least four different moments in Mob Psycho's animation blew my mind. Like, talked about it all week long, type of stuff, yeah. so... Um. Yeah, I I'll go ahead and say that that was also my best animation. I think that if anyone tells you that another show uh gets best animation, then they either need to watch Mob Psycho season 2 or uh they're lying to themselves. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: I like how you you hit it with the uh, uh I ain't even going to give my nominations uh Mob yeah. Psycho season 2. <laughs> well,
0: I, 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 I gave, um, I threw in Promise Neverland, I was going to say, basically for the same reasons as Best Director, and Dororo, I already talked about how much I just like the choreography, um, and then Run With The Wind, I would love to give this that, but I, I'm not that far into Run With The Wind, so on this core alone, I can't give it a whole lot of love, but I have to at least appreciate what's going on in it, um. But mob psychos just leads ahead of all those dudes. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
1: Like it's if there was a if there's like an uh in like FDCBA tier, mob psycho is like SSS tier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. A lot, I mean, like just from season one alone, I every single week I mentioned this at least once, but just. Looking at season one, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." But now I just look at season one as just a solid world building season, and then this they just went all out with all the stuff that they did in season one, and it was just fantastic, man. Yeah, just fantastic. Um, I forget. Wait, who starts up this one?
1: <laughs> uh, you can start. We can just alternate.
0: All right, so let's hit up best individual character design. We, th- we were debating on if we were going to do full character design or uh, individual, and we decided to go with individual. So first of all, I haven't even started JoJo's Part 5 yet, but uh, <laughs> I have Guido on here because the moment I saw that dude, I was like, this is my favorite character. And then I heard about the pistol thing. <laughs> and was like that dude's definitely the best character. So Guido's on there just by default. Uh I got Hyakimaru from Dororo. That dude just uh looks incredible. Like such such a cool idea of just a man born with no skin or limbs uh or ability to see or hear. Just the worst uh the worst way to live life and still uh Walk around with uh, fake sword arms
2: <laughs> and uh,
0: and fake legs is just like man the 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 thought with all of his prosthetics and uh, adapting everything into being real as he kills these demons super awesome Hyakimaru is the man um, I have a uh, Eleanor from Endro. Uh, she was just, she was just this, uh, really cute little elf girl, um, in a show about cute girls doing cute things. And, uh, yeah, she was like the priest and priests are super cool. And I really liked, uh, what they did with their design so much off, th- so much so that like most episodes I was like, wow, that that's an awesome character design for that character. And, uh, About it for that. Uh, And then, uh, Taruki from Mob Psycho, that's just, Teru's my favorite character, and I really like how in season one, that dude got his head, uh, (laughs) his head completely shaved off by Mob Psycho, or by Mob, and, uh, and then kinda owned this new look in the next season, and, uh, I really dig his get up and, um, what's happened with that dude, and, uh and all that, the tracksuit look. But um the winner ended up being Hyakimaru. I was I thought about Guido, he'll he might end up being he will probably end up being uh, one of the wild cards at the end of the year, but I gotta watch part five in order to give it to him. But Hyakimaru other than Guido, like that dude, uh, that dude is way too sweet. And I oh, had to yeah. give him character design oh man yeah Yakimaru's is dope dude the hair like uh i was watching a video that was talking about like hairstyles and where they came from and what they mean for individual characters and stuff and i guess yakimaru was one of the first dudes or was the first dude to ever have the wild hairstyle in uh in anime so Damn. that's kind of a neat little fact uh and this adaptation made him look even more cool. So yeah, because uh, I
1: guess if you look back at like Astro Boy and stuff, their hair was always like either slicked back or like kind of like slicked up a bit.
0: Yeah, it, it looked clean. Like, yeah, the first risk was Yakumaru. I think that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's that's really dope.
0: Alright, that's
1: all I got. Alright, my nominations for Best Individual Character Design are pretty limited. I got three. Uh, the first one was Nurancia from JoJo, just because that's my favorite character in all of JoJo. Uh, the actual design I fell in love with, uh, his attitude, like, just everything about that character I just fucking love. Um... My other two, both from the same series, are Nafumi and Philo from Shield Hero. Nafumi's look when he first shows up and is, at the end of episode one, like, uh, walking in, like, the fucking streets and shit. That look with, like, the cloak and everything, I love it. That dude looks sick. And really wish the show was better, but I really like that character design. Uh Yeah philo uh really loved her character design as well with the whole like uh blue and white uh dress uh with like the angel wings and shit i thought it was dope um Mm -hmm. yeah i gotta give my i gotta give my best individual character design to my boy narancia though because wow
0: he bodied both of the
1: other (laughs) people from the same show oh yeah he did 100 percent, man like God, just you want you want a character that I love. Just make a clone of Narancia, like personality, <laughs> everything, man. Yeah, that's. Th- those are those are my favorites. Uh, I thought outside of my top three, there I thought Yakimaru was cool, so I really like that you had him in yours. Uh, I thought Dororo was a pretty cool design too, to be honest. Uh. Man, there's so many characters in Dovero that have good designs. Like the fucking, I know,
0: man, the blind
1: dude. Oh my god, that guy is like, oh, <laughs> I should have put him on the list, to be honest, nominees, because...
0: Uh, well, you had three nominees, so he could be on there. He could be on there, he ain't gonna win right
1: he ain't gonna win my boy is that gonna pull
0: just uh show up in the nominees out of nowhere and take down neuron yeah
1: (laughs) that ain't gonna happen but he's definitely a contender for number two cool
0: cool uh go ahead and hop into best ending unless you got anything else
1: no i got anything else on character design best endings uh girly air force is one of the i have four nominees girly air force is the first one uh that ending was pretty dope uh just you know the soundtrack and the direction like the okay the director the soundtrack and the ending of that show was really good that's where it stops so Uh, that's that's That's, what i'm gonna say about that uh girly air force had a pretty good ending uh jojo part five you know i'm a fan of fucking old 2000s rap and when i heard jodeci's freaking you as the end theme for jojo i wasn't even mad that it didn't get gangster's paradise at that point because to me that song was equivalent enough so love that ending uh the Boogie Pop ending, uh I actually watched a video, uh, the Anna Song Station uh series that's on Crunchyroll, which is the two Japanese dudes that just talk about uh anime artists. And they had brought on the girl that did the boogie pop ending and uh talked to her a little bit and they did like a little preview of the song and stuff like that. And man, I love that ending. Uh, show needs to, you know, come along and end so I can watch it all. Uh, cause there ain't no way I'm gonna piece together a non chronological story when the show ain't even finished airing yet.
0: 18 episodes of, uh, just mishmash, uh, nonsense. Like, nah, I definitely couldn't have done that.
1: Yeah, I, I love stuff like that. Like, Serial Experiments Lane is like a top five for me. But, yeah, dude, like, I can't do it if it's not finished, because I have to piece it together and watch it all in one sitting. Uh, but the ending, ending for that was dope. Uh, Virtual San, the only good thing that came out of
0: that series was the ending. The opening was kind of a banger.
1: Yeah, the opening. It was a bop. Yeah, it was was pretty good. Uh... But when you compare it to the other openings of the season, nah, I'm going to have to knock it down a few notches, man.
0: Yeah, that's true. The openings were maybe the best thing about the entire season.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so for me, let's see here. We were on best. Oh, no, you're we on best ending. Uh, My best ending, I gave it to JoJo part five because I just love that song, dude.
0: People <laughs> JoJo. Uh-huh. JoJo's coming through two in a row. Two in Watch a out. row, dude. About to take the rest for Snorlaxicus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. JoJo Part 5 for sure. Because, like, people hate that I like that song. Because everyone was. Literally, the whole fandom was expecting Gangster's Paradise, including me. And we ended up getting that, and I wasn't disappointed. Other people might be disappointed. Me. No, it's gonna be ending of the season for sure. I still I remember what
0: I remember when you told me uh when you told me that they used that and you were like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's cool. Um I I love that Jojo's does that, you know, roundabout, uh uh walk like an Egyptian, like that's last that's train just... home. <laughs> And isn't it all stuff that Araki listened to when he was uh, writing? Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Alright. For me, I got Quintuplets, I got Dororo, Mob Psycho, and Run With The Wind. Um... I'm not a, a musical genius by any means. I like music a lot, uh, so I'll say quintuplets. It was in my head a whole lot. Um, I watch it all the time. The Dororo ending is really good, and and uh, the Mob Psycho one has a special place in my heart because of um, the scene where the scene where uh, Mob is talking to Reagan, but. Um, I gotta give it to Quintuplets. Quintuplets had to get something, because I really appreciated that show, and the ending is the ending is solid. Oh,
1: yeah. I, re- I, I might re- still
0: end up getting something, but...
1: I respect that. There actually wasn't a lot of banger endings this season, to be honest.
0: Yeah. A lot of laid-back stuff. They went all out on the openings, and they were like, oh, shit. We still need to make an ending.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, man. <nice>. Uh,
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I'll go Quintuplets. Um best opening now this is the one um, my nominees were shield hero might be the only good category I put shield hero <laughs> in uh, gonna go ahead and pull that bandaid off right now for you guys um,
1: <laughs> didn't like shield hero no. you gave it a f- would you give it a six or
0: a five? Uh, not a six oh, I, think I, I, I haven't I haven't rated it yet because I wait until it's over, but um, yeah, it's not looking good for Shield hero. <laughs> I hope he pulls through um <laughs> my roommate is a cat, that opening is a bop um promise Neverlands opening, of course, I gotta give some love to overworld after that absolute banger on the my hero opening. And then Dororo's opening, um, I gave it to Dororo. I don't think that I need to explain to you guys why Dororo got best opening. (laughs) I think everybody had that blaring at one point, even if you weren't watching the show. Um, damn, that song is good, dude. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't watched the Dororo opening, I remember when I was showing my friends that show, uh, one of the first things that we talked about was that opening. They are like, yeah, man, the show's pretty good, but damn, that party is over, shit? I (laughs) was like, I know, it's crazy! (laughs) (laughs) But I love, like, even, even beyond the music in the opening, like, um... Like, all of the subtle hints of what's going on in the show, like, uh... Like him fighting his brother, and, um... Like, even his brother having the the eye thing, I won't really, like, go too into that. But, uh, all of these things are just subtly in the opening, and I really appreciate it. I thought the opening was sweet. It even pays homage to the, uh, original, which is neat. And, um, yeah, gotta, gotta take it. I, I, uh, we have this thing, last FM that if you listen to music, it logs all of the music, all of the songs that you listen to and stuff like that, and, uh yeah I'm pretty sure that that door openings up there on most listened to tracks uh, oh, from yeah. me, so
1: <laughs> the week that it came out, it was my top track top album and top artist of the entire week for yeah it was just wild.
0: <laughs> it was amazing. It's also the uh I think they made the like Tokyo ghoul openings or something like that. Yeah, which so is when,
1: wild because those aren't that good for, in I, my opinion. I,
0: I don't like those. Other people will really fuck with them, but uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan. But the uh, that door opening is something else, man. The music video is super weird, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll I'll let you get into best supporting cast. Or wait, no, you still have to do opening. Yeah, I got my orders, man. The order of this <laughs> is uh, really fucking me up. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> all good. Um. My best openings nominees. I had Dovero, uh, Promise Neverland, Shield Hero, uh, Kaguya and Boogie Pop. Uh, Boogie Pop. I'll start at the bottom here. Boogie Pop had a really good opening that I really liked. Um, it really set the tone for the show, and it was one of those ones that I, uh, for the episodes that I did watch, I didn't skip the opening for. Actually. All of these are ones I didn't skip the opening for. I just let them play through. Uh, Segwaying that into kaguya uh that opening, I just let play through also because, <laughs> my God, I love the old, um, kind of like, uh, how do I put it? Like jazzy sounding stuff. Oh, yeah. Love is war.
0: Love is <laughs> yeah. war. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That stuff I really fuck with, and I love that I had that in Kaguya. Shield Heroes opening, also a banger. Man, like, that, the opening got me hyped for the show, and, like, the show kind of disappointed me, so... (laughs) That sucks, but if they did anything right, it's the opening for sure. Uh, Promise Neverland, that saxophone, man. Oh,
0: yes every, the saxophone rules over all uh, every then, <laughs>
1: every single time i listen to that song i want more of that saxophone
0: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah no no lyrics just the uh right after the na 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 <laughs> na yes. it's just all the characters running around with the saxophone blaring oh man if you
1: gave me an yeah. extended edition of that song with that i would listen to it on repeat
0: That'd be insane. <laughs> and
1: then, uh, Dover Rope, uh, you said it pretty good, was Fire, one of my top listened to tracks of the season. Uh, I really, really, really loved it. But because of that, I feel like I might have burnt myself out on it a little bit.
0: Oh, man, wait, and did it
1: not win? No, nah, with so many contenders, I gave it the promise Neverland's opening. Wow. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> well.
1: If Dovero had a fucking dope saxophone, saxophone, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's definitely not got. <laughs> both fire, uh, literally talking about fire openings and. Uh,
1: yeah, you got the. <laughs> You got the Weird dude to split. in Dover Row like give me fire, and then you got the dude in Promise Neverland in the background just going fire, fire. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, they're both like definitely top notch. I think that uh, Promise Neverland's opening, unless every season decides to just spit out bangers, uh, Promise Neverland's opening will probably be in the wild card for me. I would imagine uh at this state you're probably thinking Dora would be in yours, so
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Those two like Shield Hero was really good. That it, it was really hard for me to pick between Dover Promise, Promised Neverland or Shield Hero. So I don't wanna discredit Shield Hero that much because that opening's sick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely gonna be in the wild cards for me, unless, like you said, Unless there's just nonstop bangers the next season, rest of the year, just nonstop dishing out opening after opening that's insanely good. Yeah, it's gonna be a real wild
0: card for me. Solid, solid. Uh, I don't know who does the next one. (laughs) Uh, I think I do. Okay. All right. (laughs) So, So
1: best best supporting cast. I had three nominations. I had Price of Smiles, Mob Season Two, and Promise Neverland. Um, promise Neverland, obviously, uh, if, if you haven't watched, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there are so many kids in that show that come together to meet the end goal. And it's, it's an ideal supporting cast in my opinion. Um, Bob season two is just filled with supporting cast.
0: Uh, yeah, between yeah. the, between the squad, uh, between the the fitness squad, uh, his psychic friends, Reagan, like, crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Price of Smiles, that show, the thing that made that show so good to me was the supporting cast. They made that show. And because it's a futuristic wartime era show, that kind of feels like you're watching Game of Thrones. Where any character can die at any moment. You get super yes. attached to the supporting cast. And when some of them do die. You're just like fuck dude. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's it's because of that. I gave Price's Smiles the best supporting cast.
0: That's a really good award for something that uh, everyone trashed to receive. Yeah. Like...
1: Man, there were so... It got like a 6.5 or something like that on anime list. I forget exactly. But everyone trashed that show, man. And I went into it expecting the worst. And there were a lot of good things in that show. Um, I, I won't talk about the bad because there were a lot of bad things too. But the good things were the supporting cast was dope. Um, the writing was pretty good, and I liked the mix. So uh.
0: I would say that, like, even though, because uh, you you compared it a lot to Darling and the Franks, and if I had to give, like, we didn't end up do we didn't end up deciding to do seasonal awards until now, but um, I feel like Darling and the Franks would have hands down gotten best supporting cast. Oh yeah. Because that that shit was just crazy, man. Like, uh, I loved every single character and what was going on with them. And, uh, yeah, if it's if it's anything like that, I haven't watched any of Priceless Smiles, but if it's anything like that, I'm not surprised they got the award. Oh, yeah.
1: That's, uh, that's about all I got to say about supporting cast. Uh, didn't have a lot of nominees, but, I mean... Really, there weren't a lot of supporting characters in shows this season except for Mob and Promised Neverland, really, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I'd say JoJo's... uh... Yeah, I could
1: have put JoJo Uh, in there. There's a lot of supporting characters in there.
0: Fuck. Alright, my uh, supporting cast nominees. I'm going uh, Love is War. Wow. The... uh the addition of the guy i can't remember his name he's the one dude i can't remember um the addition of the dude made the story uh, so much fun man and the fact that uh you're not even just following the four students you're following uh like the chick that's at um kaguya's house as well and like there's so many there's so many uh awesome moments with the supporting cast like helping each other out and like uh even though uh Chica was like completely oblivious most of the time. Sometimes she did get what was going on and would like uh hook him up and uh yeah, I, I thought I thought that was sweet. Um another nominee is my roommate is a cat. That's uh <laughs> this one's kind of weird because I originally I guess we're just talking about supporting cast, so I, I'll mention what I was going to mention later, but um The supporting cast of My Roommate is a Cat is neat because as he grows with the cat and becomes more of a social person, he gets all these people that are interested in his cat and, uh, you know, he makes friends for once and uh, I won't spoil exactly what's going on at the end, but at the end of the show, all of the friends uh, rally together and help the main character uh, do something and... I don't know. By the end of it with that finale, I was like, man, these people are these people are really cool. They really care about the main character. They really care about this cat and uh yeah, I I thought they definitely deserve some credit in here. Um Quintuplets uh really it's just uh the support the supporting cast of uh Quintuplets and a lot of them even if I didn't like them in the beginning, they had some kind of redeemable quality that uh made him really cool even though i i have a a significant favorite um they all had their cool moments and then mob psycho uh not much else to say other than what you said like uh that mob has uh if mob didn't have the people around him that he does then he would be doomed and um those dudes can't get more those dudes can't get uh any more credit than they already do. Like it's it's awesome. Between Reagan and the fitness squad, like Mob's got a Mob's got goons. He's got goons. He's got hitters. He's got the hitters. <laughs> so uh yeah, I gave it to Mob. I actually originally went with Love is War, but the more I thought about it, uh the more what what I loved about Mob Psycho besides the animation was just how much people were actually there for that dude. And um yeah that that's gotta take the that's gotta take the dub. Yeah. Um best soundtrack I had Dororo, um Domestic Girlfriend, Run with the Wind, and The Promised Neverland. Um I want to first note that uh, Domestic Girlfriend surprised me with how good the soundtrack was. Sometimes you get these, like, I I guess really they sounded like soap opera, like, stock music. (laughs) And then sometimes you're getting hit with, like, solid uh, instrumentals. Regardless... It was surprising every single time I heard it, and uh, it was noteworthy. Like It was something that I actually poked out and was like, wow, d- domestic girlfriend's got some solid music going on. And that opening is
1: uh, also a banger.
0: Yeah, that opening is a banger. Uh, they had the, uh, like, where the girl is singing the opening, like, long line. It reminded me of uh, that Darling in the Franks opening, actually. Uh, Kiss of Death.
1: yeah. The yeah. winner of best opening i think for me last the year? whole year,
0: yeah, the whole year,
1: oh yeah, the whole year, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, crazy, uh, I ended up giving it to the promised Neverland because they really knew how to get you in the uh, creepy mood, and um yeah every everything was uh was especially spooky with the soundtrack going on, and that that's all I really gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the opening of course and the ending of course but uh yeah they had like super super eerie jams going on
1: um yeah i agree with that i have promise neverland and my nominees as well i have three nominees uh pretty much what you said about promise neverland um it's pretty good sorry four nominees i was looking at the wrong one um yeah, pretty much what you said about Promise Neverland, uh, it's really good, has really good ambience, uh, really gets you into the show, it absorbs you and like, uh, yeah, you get immersed from that soundtrack, it's really cool, um, Dororo soundtrack, I love the old style, like, uh, feudal Japan instrumentals, so you put that in any show and I'm gonna like it, uh. I also had Price of Smiles just because uh, there were a good number of tracks on there uh, that were pretty good, especially they were like uh, orchestra numbers and stuff while like the mechs are fighting. It was super sick. Um, The winner for me, though, my last nominee here was Girly Air Force. And the reason why is because um, the opening and the ending were pretty good. And every single scene that had a track dedicated to it seemed like it fit what was going on. Um, there are moments where they're, like, just doing some slice-of-life dumb shit. The writing was horrible, but they're just doing some slice-of-life diet life dumb shit in, like, the middle of a town. But the track backing it is just so fitting for what they're doing that it was just phenomenal. Um uh let's see here uh when they're fighting like dog fighting in the air uh they're pla like sometimes they play like orchestra music but then the other time they play like electronic fucking like uh like kind of game music it sounds like and it just oh super fits the theme i love it uh yeah best thing that series gave for this entire season was soundtrack was
0: that its first award
1: uh I, I believe so. I believe so yeah it was nominated for best ending but uh yeah uh was not that good in anything other than soundtrack so <laughs> Uh yeah that's that's all I got to say about that if you watch girly air force for anything watch it for the soundtrack just don't expect to stay for anything else
0: <laughs> Cool Uh I th- think you're up for biggest disappointment
1: oh yeah here we go this is my favorite category i get to talk about all of the bad shit i watched this season
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah now from i think actually from here on out is the really serious stuff so yeah um we're hitting main event status now
1: uh Biggest disappointment, I only had three nominees. I'll have more when we get the fucking worst anime later. Because <laughs> I just had a lot I had to sift through for that. But, biggest disappointment, my three nominees were uh, Boogie Pop, Shield Hero, and Price of Smiles. Now, the reason why I didn't like Boogie Pop, and I thought it was a disappointment, was because I had came into it completely blind. Um, I had never seen the original, didn't know what it was about, watched the preview for it, thought this looks really cool, and then watched two or three episodes and have no fucking idea what's going on and can't follow the story. It's, it will, it will be better when it's finished. I guarantee that because all the pieces will be there for me to put it together, but when I was expecting the psychological thriller that I could watch every single week and be like immersed in and I got like a puzzle piece, like a a puzzle set I have to put together and I can't until it's all out, super disappointed in that. Uh, (laughs) Shield Hero is on there because I initially was like, this show's fucking garbage. And then Scuba was like, you need to watch it because the first episode's crazy. And I started (laughs) watching it And I liked it. I really liked it. And then now it's just like it's wasted potential almost.
0: That's the thing that is like... So having the podcast, it's hard to think about the fact that if you say something on it, like when we have our first impressions, for example, it's like uh, I we noted how cool shield hero was yeah uh we also mentioned once again how we were not going to watch fucking domestic girlfriend uh it's crazy to have that documented and archived that there was a time that we can go back and be like wow our uh our opinions of things seasonally were so different from by the end of the season. Uh, There's so much more season left going on that, uh, that, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a first impression. So nobody's able to like take your, you know, nobody's going to hop on our, our first impressions of, uh, of winter and comment and be like, wow, guys, you really fucking said that about uh, (laughs) domestic girlfriend, but it was actually dope. It's like, yeah, they probably just go to our awards or our uh, discussion where we're like, yeah, that shit was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, something that I've had to get used to, you know, like I haven't had anyone call me out on it yet or anything that I've said. But there have been a number of things, and we're only on episode 13, that I've said and had to be like, oh, yeah, sorry I said this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was wrong.
1: was actually flames through the fire and flames.
0: (laughs) Who would have thought domestic girlfriend where his teacher and his girl he slept with end up living in his house, and he has to pick which one he wants to be with or if he can be with any of them. Oh, my (laughs) God. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, man?
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) you're, You're good. Uh... Final nominee, biggest disappointment, Price of Smiles. That's gonna take it. Price of Smiles, I had such high hopes for after watching the first half. I was like, this is great. Uh don't know why the uh I don't know why the ratings are so bad. Now keep in mind this was three weeks before the last episode aired. About I wanna say three weeks. It might have been two weeks, but I yeah um watched it loved it two episodes to wrap up what did they do in the last two episodes same thing they did last season they fucking darling and the franks me and gave me a shitty ending I got franks the ending sucked and it immediately dropped it from I think I had it at like a at like a it was like at, at an 8.5 or a 9 I think when I put it on Twitter uh it was it it would have been a nine if the ending was good. the ending ruined it so much for me. I dropped it to a six, wow, yeah, so garbage can of an ending uh if you wait, like, wait,
0: wait. did you give the same score to Franks? what a six, yeah, I think so man so which which one was worse? I don't know oh. what happens with price of smiles. I don't want you to uh spoil it for everyone, but like which one was worse? Oh, man. <laughs> Cuz I would say Franks was about a 9 as well. Yeah, and I dropped it to the same score.
1: I I want to say Darling and the Franks was worse. That's just because um this show Price of Smiles um did not have in my opinion um did not have enough time for... It had a great supporting cast and good, in my opinion, good writing. But it did not have enough time set up in order for me to care when the ending happened. Uh, There wasn't as much of an emotional connection that I had with the characters in the show as I had in Frank's. And when I got handed that piece of shit ending in Frank's, I was like, (laughs) my life had hit, like, I was having a crisis, my man. Uh, And in this one, it was just like, it was just bad. Like, yeah, it was on the level of bad as Darnley and the Franks was. You can tell in both of those endings that the staff knew that they only had a few episodes left. And decided they were just going to rush an ending as quickly as possible and resolve as much as they could. In *Darling* and the Franks, the ending was just horrible. Uh, I, I've already went into it in our past one. In *Price of Smiles*, there are characters who backstories and their arcs don't get resolved because they just rush to finish the main plot point, and it's just it's horrible. So yeah. <laughs> biggest disappointment for me gonna be Price of Smiles. I it's up until the last two episodes it was gonna be on the nominees for biggest surprise. Uh but nah, they fucked it up. Fucked it up
0: Damn. bad. R.I.P. R.I.P. Well, they, they, you still got best supporting cast, so Yeah, I Don't be too upset, Price of Smiles. <laughs> yeah,
1: Price of Smiles, I will say watch it because up until the ending it's good. But, yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about
0: it. <laughs> hey, uh, check, um, check the Discord while I run through mine. Uh, there's a couple things well, right. uh, I sent you. Okay, um, biggest disappointment. Let's go through the nominees. I got... Uh, I'm on yours. Let's go back up. Biggest disappointment. I have... Uh, Hinumaru Hinumaru Zumo. It's the sumo wrestling show. Uh, Okay. So I have to give this show credit uh, kind of the same way that that you did. The supporting cast was cool. There was a character I really enjoyed. Um, But the thing is, with sumo wrestling... I I love the fact that I was taught so much about the sport that I, you know I don't see anything about sumo wrestling. Uh, you don't really look into it in the West unless you're looking into it. Um, but I, I learned a lot about sumo wrestling, and that's kind of all. Like the whole thing with the character, the main character is that he is too small to be a professional, technically. And, um... He's still trying to make it, and the only way he can make it is if he wins uh, the sumo wrestling tournament of all the schools getting together. So he joins up with this school that only has one member. He convinces other people to join, and that's pretty much the show. But the thing is, with a sumo wrestling match, those matches are, like, in real life... A couple of seconds. Yeah. (laughs) And they make entire episodes with one match. And it'll be some stuff where they animate a dude literally throwing someone over his back. And it looks like there's no possible way physically for this big-ass dude that he's (laughs) frog-flipping over (laughs) his back to land. But it'll be like... The dude will be up in the air swinging clearly to land and then it's like, oh, you didn't think I wouldn't know that you would do that. And then he like is just on his feet again. (laughs) And I'm like, what (laughs) I was, I was super hyped for this to be like some There's like at least 10 different climactic moments. That you feel like this is it, and it's not. And I understand, like, I know it's a show about sumo wrestling. You have to make it seem more exciting than uh, a couple four-second matches. (laughs) But, damn!
1: Don't make it fucking Dragon Ball Z-level crazy shit happening. With a
0: four- Like, Dragon Dragon Ball? Okay, I guess you have all the time in the world. But sumo, like, Nah, man, it just wasn't, it was really cool in the first 12 episodes, and then when I was like, oh, this is 24 episodes of this, I was like, man, the characters are cool, but I can only (laughs) deal so much with this concept, like, I think there might be a reason that there isn't a sumo wrestling anime out there, and, uh, yeah, I, I went on too big of a rant for that, uh, another one is, is Endro, I, oh man. I didn't I'm gonna even go know ahead about and s- this one. Okay, so uh I also have this in biggest surprise. Uh and I'll go into why it's a biggest surprise when I get there, but as a disappointment, it's like you have a pretty generic concept of four cute girls doing cute things. They all have a certain class. One of the girls is the hero. She's kind of the main character, but I not really. But she's definitely the the, the focus. Um, but she goes around with these four girls, and then it turns out that their teacher is this demon lord that is supposed to get slain by the hero every uh, every time when they get there. Uh, and then time rewinds, and then they do it all over again. So the demon lord has technically been killed like 998 times, and this is the 999th time. And yeah, it's really generic. But once I hit, like, episode three, I was like, okay, I really, really like these characters. Um, they were kind of just on that doing cute things thing, but they also had some really good stories developing. And, um, yeah, the disappointment for me was the show... The show takes this certain turn, and I want to say starts to so I, I forgot to note that the demon lord is that is the teacher, but she's also like a lolly. Yeah. So she's not she doesn't look like a demon lord, she just looks like a little girl. And then uh I don't know, they kinda they kinda heavy sexualized the all the little girl they're all just little girls. And uh they took like really weird turns with the show and I was like, yo uh I don't think that I don't think that you needed to do all of this. And uh yeah, it's going to be in the nominees for biggest disappointment. Um <laughs> Mer- Mysteria Friends, also known uh, on the Endless Boss Battle podcast as Marinara Friends is in the <laughs> biggest disappointment. I still haven't finished this show, but Jesus, man. I was really I was really excited for this because you play what is it? Grand Blue? Yeah. Fantasy. So you play that mobile game and you were like, Oh, I think this is that universe. And I kind of played it for a little bit. And, um, I was like really stoked for this. I even, uh, owned it as like one of the shows I was really going to get into when, you know, back in the day when we thought domestic girlfriend was going to be a shit show. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, yeah, it was just awful, man. It's like, I, it's like I watched three episodes or so and I'm like, I don't know if they're if they like like each other or if they're just like super close friends but also the storylines and the the pacing where it would just be like they're relaxing and then suddenly something's a big deal but in theory it doesn't sound like a big deal not really like love is war did but in like a I actually have no idea why you're freaking the fuck out about this uh <laughs> yeah man just Really disappointing because I thought that whether whether they were in love or whether they were friends, I was down for this to be a really cool story, and it re- it was not good. The animation was bad. If we had worst animation, ah, uh, you nah, I think I think Virtual Sand would lose, <laughs> would, would, would win, or would win, Oh I guess.
1: yeah, man. But
0: uh, but yeah, and then last is Shield Hero. I, uh... Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I don't even know if we have time uh for me to shit-talk this show, man. Okay. Isekai. The genre. Garbage. What the fuck, man? Every <laughs> single season, there's an isekai that looks super cool. And then a couple episodes in, I'm like, okay... I'm really about this. And then you get to around episode five of almost every isekai. And then you're just like, Oh, I thought you were doing something different. When in reality, you were just doing the same shit that all these other ones have done. <laughs> Rimuru is just in a harem. Uh, now Fumi just in a harem. Like, Every single one, man. Even Einz uh, Al in, in Overlord. I'm like, dude, he's just a skeleton, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he's but, in a harem.
0: <laughs> and then he's in a harem because I guess with the a really cool premise of we're in a fantasy world uh, all of a sudden and we need to get to know the world, like... We don't have enough content for whatever fucking reason. That should be the one time when you have all the content in the world to do something and build your world, but you decide to throw a whole bunch of love interests in there and piss everybody off and yeah man shield hero one biggest disappointment even over marinara friends even over andro even over sumo all those shows were big disappointments but shield hero really made me mad because i was repping that from day one i got my girlfriend to watch that show with me <laughs> and to see where it went and like three weeks in uh, she was like yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch that show anymore. And I was like, I'm going to watch it just because uh, of the podcast. But, yeah, do yourself a favor and stop. I I don't blame you at all. Yeah. And, uh, man, wow, what what? a shit show. I remember
1: remember reading something one time where they said the reason isekais are so popular, you might have told me this, was because they're uh, rebelling against, like, Japanese norms hmm Um Cool and alright, but like why does every one of your fucking rebellion animes have to have a harem? Like, I don't I don't get it, man. Like Man, like, it's just it takes away from the focus so much. And like I'm all I'm about almost all the way caught up on Shield Hero. About nothing has happened, so
0: i'm I'm on episode 10 and i can very much say it's gotten to the point where i just have it in the background where i'm when i'm playing league and i still don't fucking miss anything (laughs) Yeah, dude. i'll I'll look up and i'll just hear uh hey now fumi um do you think that you could stay the night with us and i'm like okay (laughs) and then she's like she's like uh (laughs) she's like he's like Well, why don't you just stay with her? You're cold, right? And I'm like, yo. (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) Granted, I have been just watching the dub so that I can follow it. And at first I thought I really liked it. And nah, it really just makes the show even worse.
1: Oh, yeah. Didn't she say Philo's voice actor was unbearable?
0: Yeah, she was sort of like when we saw the Tanya the Evil dub earlier. It was like that. Yeah, what a disgrace! <laughs> but that's it. That's big disappointment. I'm sure if you guys listen to this podcast every week, you probably knew that that one was gonna get it for me. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll lay off. I'll let Shield Hero have its second core and still watch and still watch it go down the drain. Uh, I'll do
1: it. I'll do it. Spiraling out of control.
0: It's lucky that we have a you can't win an award. Uh, or be nominated for an award two seasons in a row because shield hero would probably be on there bro
1: oh yeah it's, just, it's your biggest disappointment of all unless time. unless
0: demon slayer <laughs> and carol and tuesday completely flop uh shield hero would be getting it i'm sure okay yeah, yeah. that's all i got all right, am i going to Bigger surprise <laughs> yeah damn that's a that's a tough one to just go from uh from one to the next but <laughs> Okay, so, <clears throat> biggest surprise, it's, uh, I got Quintuplets, Quintuplets was a show, I i can honestly say, uh, something that's been purposely a harem, I've never really gotten into any of them, so I was like, you know what, Quintuplets, you can't go wrong with that, right? So, uh, <laughs> I jumped into it, kind of expecting it to be, uh, mid or low, like, just not very good and uh surprisingly i would say fantastic it's a it's a it's a super well written harem um and in theory with the whole plot being guy finds out he gets paid uh to tutor these quintuplets cuz they all suck at school and it's like you know he's tutoring them for the first couple episodes and then he has to win all them over individually. It's like, wow, this could really be uh, pretty shit. And in the first two or three episodes, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Joe. But by the end of it, I was a big fan. And uh, yeah, definitely up there for biggest surprise. I, 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 once again, I had Andrew up here. um it was one that i picked up because i was i kind of needed some bad shows for to pad the uh bad things in this podcast and uh so i picked up endro because it had a bad score oh, an atrocious score actually i think it was even lower than price of smiles um so around oh, yeah. like high high 5 low 6 and i was like oh, man, is it really this bad? And then jumping into it, I was like, from beginning to end, I was like, man, I don't really think that this deserves this score. And it's funny, because even being biggest disappointment, I gave this show a five. Uh, And so technically, it is worse. It is worse (laughs) than the rating gives it. But in my head, that score just... I feel like more people would like Endro. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But it's up there for biggest surprise. It was good. A lot of good things about the show. It just kind of took a weird route. It's more of a surprise than a disappointment. I'll say that. Um, roommate is a cat. I expected to jump into a show like... Uh, I love, love those shows that are just uh, super cute. Like um, How to Keep a Mummy. That's just about a dude... And his friends acquiring these monsters that uh, they take care of, like, their pets. And they just run around doing cute shit. And the the story doesn't really go anywhere, but, like, what's important is that the love grows. And I get to see this mummy do cute shit. And that was all that mattered. and babysitters. You're just watching these kids do cute shit. And, um, so... roommate is a cat i kind of just expected this cat to be doing cute things but it ended up being a really really heartwarming story about a man basically living the same life as the cat and then them finding each other and growing together uh through each other and um yeah it it was already something that i expected to enjoy a lot but it surprised me in that I by the finale I actually cried and thought that it was like a super just a super good show in general even if you're not a cat person.
1: Didn't you uh um, didn't you get your cats cuz you were like man that show.
0: <laughs> no, I just it was uh, convenient and one of the cats ended up looking like the cat on the show. But yeah, it definitely made me more excited about cats so <laughs> sort of um, and then last is Domestic Girlfriend. I kind of covered this already. We said this show was going to be uh, shit. We said the premise was bad. We said uh, <laughs> everything about it didn't sound good, even the name. <laughs> and, and then, uh,
1: God, did it come out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, the funny thing was I started watching Quintuplets as you started watching Domestic Girlfriend. And we both came to work, and we're like, hey, man, uh, I started watching this show, and I know we goofed around about these shows, but they're pretty good. <laughs> and um, we were like, oh, that's sweet. I'll end up having to watch it. And then, yeah, I watched all of Domestic Girlfriend last night. I went into it with better expectations because you said you enjoyed it, and then got, uh read the whole manga in one day, I think. And, um, like, everyone on my Twitter said that it was a really awesome show. So, uh, I went into it with, like, high expectations, but I was also like, man, I feel like this could definitely be the type of show that I watch and I just kind of keep quiet about it. Like, I don't openly say, guys, what the fuck's your problem? Domestic girlfriend this <laughs> shit. But it... It was really... It was good. It it was surprisingly good. And I actually would... I say that it wins the award because of how our opinion started with it. Like, oh, I yeah. would say Roommate as a Cat would win, but I, I kind of thought that show was going to be good. So, Domestic Girlfriend just completely did a 180. It ended up being one of my favorite shows of the season. And, uh... Yeah. Solid. Just... Just an awesome show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I... I shame I I shamelessly enjoyed Domestic Girlfriend.
1: I'll uh I'll I'll just go ahead and say that was my biggest surprise as well. Honestly, that was the one that won it for me too. And I'll go over uh, my I'll go over my other nominees for biggest surprise here. But uh yeah, like you put it, it the amount that we trashed that show and just we got folded, we got yeah. demolished like. They were like, oh, you going to talk shit about our show, huh? And then just made something that was great, like 9 out of 10 for me.
0: Yeah, I gave it an 8, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just... uh, I I would say up to date, that's probably the one thing that I'm most... uh, most ashamed about trashing in the beginning. Mo- the most uh, ashamed I am about being wrong about something.
1: Oh man, mine, my most ashamed one is my not my first nominee for biggest surprise, which was Girly Air Force, because I demolished oh, that show. You hit that
0: on another level.
1: Yeah, uh. <laughs> I was like, nah, this show is gonna be garbage. Worst <laughs> anime of the season by far, and then I come to work after watching it and was like, yeah, a 6 out of 10.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if you look, it was, like, way down on the list, had a bad score, the poster looked stupid as fuck, <laughs> yeah. uh, looked like it had bad animation, Um, the whole girl, <laughs> the name the girly air force is a worse name than domestic girlfriend oh by far by far so yeah but that's fair because you actually said uh that show can burn in hell (laughs) not (laughs) watching that stupid shit
1: yeah man yeah uh yeah that 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 one was that one was wild for me man i didn't know how to feel after finishing that uh the other nominee I had was uh, Dovero, and that's because I remember um, me and you were going through seasonal anime before first impressions so that we could get a good first impression video going. And yeah. we looked at uh, Shield Hero and Promise Neverland, and we kind of glanced at Dovero and we like, oh, that looks okay. Um, and then like a week or two later, before we did our first impression, I think it was like right before we did it um we were in the office looking up stuff and i was like hey go back to that door real quick i want to see if they got a synopsis yet and you opened it and we read the synopsis and was just like holy
0: shit man this sounds well we saw demons huh we saw demons and we were like "Uh uh-oh yeah (laughs) yeah so
1: it was like uh we it went from us barely glancing over it to being like an obscenely good show. So that was a big surprise to me. Uh but yeah, Domestic Girlfriend got to win it because I thought that show was not going to be good <laughs> and it was like really good. Like uh Girly Air Force would have won it if it was like an 8 out of 10 or something. But Domestic Girlfriend was down there with Girly Air Force. Not as low, right? But in terms of first impressions, was down there like I didn't think it was going to be good at all. And was just phenomenal. So, yeah. That's uh, that's all I got for my biggest surprise. Uh, We can go ahead and go on to Best Girl now.
0: Ooh, we're at Best Girl. Best Girl. Actually, let's let's do Best Voice Actor. And then hit up Best Girl, Best Boy, and then Worst Anime and Best Anime. All right, we can do that.
1: All right, best voice acting performance for me. Uh, Yumeko's voice actor from Kakuguri. My man, if there is anything good about that show, it's got to be the main character's voice actor. Uh, I just love i love that character's voice actor so much uh there's so many like different ranges of expression she can reach from playing a character that's like gonna have a normal conversation with you for a few minutes and then uh randomly goes fucking crazy about gambling uh yeah i really really like that voice actor um serizawa Yu from yuno san uh She, I'm pretty sure it's she, uh, I didn't look at her picture too much, but she voices the guy from Ueno-san. So when I was telling you, like, uh, in the first minute of Ueno-san, when she's like, when the main character is like, hey, drink my pee, and the dude is like, fuck no, I'm not gonna do that, uh, that is the voice of the Dude. So that character, uh, his reactions and how like calm a demeanor he has um, and her like voice acting that is really good. Plus, I didn't even know it was a girl voice acting a male character until I looked it up. So that's also a plus because I had no idea it was a girl. And if you can be a voice actor, it's like Tommy from uh, Rugrats. If you can be a voice actor and play a boy character as a girl or a girl character as a boy, you're a really good voice actor in my opinion,
0: yeah, definitely
1: um I had uh Sasaki Matsumi from Dororo, which was uh Byomaru. he's the blind swordsman uh that dude really got into the role of playing a blind swordsman and playing like an older guy uh you can tell like his voice is more hoarse. And, like, kind of gravelly when he talks. And uh, just a phenomenal job there. Um, my favorite voice acting performance, though, uh, I gave it to uh, Hidaka Reno, who played Philo from Shield Hero, on the Japanese... Uh, on the Japanese... Uh, on the Raw's, I guess. I'll just say Raw's. Um, or I could say subbed. We've been saying subbed the whole time. So... <laughs> Yeah, in the subbed version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, Philo's voice actress is really, really funny. Because um, the character itself is a kind of childish character, but there's so many... Fu- it's almost like a dude from um, from uh, Zombieland. Like, there are so many moments where she will just say something in a super hilarious way that I would not expect her character to talk as, like when she's transformed into the bird, she'll just say something in such a hilarious way, in such a, like, cool demeanor that um, I really enjoy it. And uh, because of that, That's because it. I really like that character in the show, if there's anything in that show that is redeeming to me, it's her as a character, uh, even though the English dub is pretty bad. Um yeah, I have to give it to her
0: for sure. Nice,
1: nice. Was my personal yeah, favorite.
0: That's the that's the problem is um since I've been watching the dubbed in the background, I started watching like when that character was introduced. So I don't even know uh What's going on in the Japanese?
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the same about the same as Zombieland saga where it's like uh she'll say some things in like uh English a few times and it sounds really funny and cute, but then like she'll also like have her own dialogue that's like fucking hilarious when she's in her bird form. Yeah. Alright, what you got for Voice Factory?
0: Alright. So, um, my nominees I have uh Takahiro, Sakurai, uh voiced Reagan from Mob Psycho. Um <laughs> that guy has so many ridiculous moments where he is like naming an attack or uh <laughs> just acting acting ridiculous and he bounces between being a serious dude to a goofy dude to an emotional dude um really really well. Uh if that voice the the thing is with Reagan, if that voice actor was done poorly, the show would be a completely different show. Yeah. Um next up I have uh Dororo's voice actor, Ryo Suzuki. I guess she is just a young just a young girl that has hardly voice acted anything. Oh wow. And um uh, man, she she crushes it, man, like um there's so there's so many uh awesome moments like when she like when she's calling Hyakimaru bro and just i don't know man it's uh it's so it's so adorable yeah and then when when you find out i'm gonna go ahead and say it, uh when you find out that dora rose a girl and it completely changes the whole perspective but still done very well like uh yeah it was super good um I also have Chika Fujiwara from Love is War, uh, Konomi Kohara, which, this is so crazy, but in my Best Girl nominees, I have Chika, and I also have, um, oh, where is it? I also have, oh, I wrote down Hina Tachibana, but I meant to put uh, Miyu. Which is the literature teacher and domestic girlfriend, they're voiced by the same person, damn, <laughs> and completely different vibes from both of them, but yeah, chica, like, oh man, the voice acting the the <laughs> the effort that she put into voicing this character is absolutely god tier she is the the equivalent like you were saying like she is the equivalent to me of uh the dude from zombie land that does the Steinsgate dude yeah um like on on voice acting moments alone made some moments uh super comedic and act- actually hilarious like uh almost dying laughing at some of the things where she would just be like Eh
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: stuff man. like that. It's just like incredibly goofy. Um and then last nominee is uh Haruka Yamazaki which voiced the cat Haru from Roommate is a cat. Um I not much really to say other than like voicing an animal is something I feel has got to be super difficult to cast, and that's not to say I I, uh, I want to be clear that the cat is not speaking uh, to the human <laughs> coherently. Um, it's it's like uh, half the episode will be the main character, and then the other half will be like the cat talking to itself. So yeah, I figure if you think about going into roommate as a cat and then you're like oh he's talking about the voice actor for the cat does that mean this dude is like uh it's like uh wilfred type of thing but no it's not like that at all they don't talk to each other (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah i just think that that's that's got to be something super hard like where we have an animal that's a big part of the cast and who the fuck is gonna voice this cat you know um so that's really impressive but i mean but Chika Fujiwara is gonna take the award because, damn, that really, honestly, I would put her uh, her voice acting above the dude from Zombieland. Land. Wow. I know people say that that dude like single handedly took the show in Zombie Land, but in my opinion, uh, she stole the show for Love Is War. Like the just. Every time she spoke it was amazing.
1: <laughs> Damn. Nice.
0: I just think about this this volleyball episode that just completely changed things for me. I was like not changed things cuz I had the same opinion from like week 1, but I I just I died laughing at that whole scene. <laughs> um yeah, so that's that's my best voice actor performance. Uh, are we going to bed? Or where? What is it? Best girl? Yeah, best girl. Okay, I guess it's probably a bad transition, but uh, Chica, if you follow me on social media, uh, Chica is best girl. Um, almost number one waifu over Ichigo from Dialing in the Franks. Damn. Um, almost. I think if we get another season, it might be possible. But I, I love that character. The uh, the other nominees, though, were really, really good, too. I have uh, Miku from Quintuplets. I was Team Miku from the beginning. Um, I thought the whole thing with her being, like, really into history was cool. Um, the headphones was dope. She was, she was really unique in that she was, like, quiet and always liked the main character from the beginning. Um... So yeah, she was like the first person that he won over, and I was like, "Oh, she's pretty cool." Uh, also, the elf girl I said earlier from Endro, uh, Siren, she was really cool. Uh, she kind of had that generic thing going the whole thing, where the whole show, where she was like, uh, "Man, everybody's boobs are big, and my boobs are really small," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and she she uh, she was the priest of the party. And, um, she had this whole thing where, like, she, like, I don't know, she, she had a, she had a cool personality, um, read a lot of books, had a messy room, was kind of just that character that's, uh, that's got a lot of open flaws, but she kind of owns them. And I thought that was cool. And then, uh, Mew from Domestic Girlfriend Man, there was just one scene that really got me in that whole show, and I made her the best character in the whole show, even though she wasn't, like, a love interest. But she was a literature teacher. She had this moment where uh, they were writing to each – the main character and her were writing to each other in the library. And uh, there was a lot of smiles, a lot of uh, pink cheek um, moments, and it was really cute. And I like the character a lot. She was always just really excited to see other people join in the literature club. And, uh yeah, but Chica, let's be real. Chica <laughs> is uh just like best voice acting performance. Come on now. That's a 10 out of 10 woman, right? 10 out uh, of 10 I, woman. I never fall for the airhead, but... Chica, man, Chica made that made that trope uh, super likable for me just in this show. Uh, was sweet, definitely takes best girl. I'll stop back to back drooling over Chica and let you have your. <laughs> <best girl. laughs> right. I got
1: it. You gotta chill on the Chica train. <laughs> I <right>. gotta chill. <laughs> Uh, for Best Girl, my nominees were, uh, obviously Philo from Shield Hero, uh, I had Kaguya from Kaguya-sama, uh, yeah, I, I really liked Kaguya, and it was, like, uh, the whole, like, uh, Best Girl argument that was happening on Twitter and Reddit between her and Chika I yeah. was like, it was also, it was like the Zero to Ichigo thing again, man. Like,
0: Chika it was the was... Zero to Ichigo of the season, definitely.
1: Yeah, it was like, Chica was cool to me, but I was like, oh, I like Kaguya. I like her design, and I like the underdog, and she was definitely the underdog at that point, my man. <laughs> in the
0: in the waifu argument, yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It was just funny that that this side character uh, won everyone over and kaguya kind of didn't really take it back until the end of the season like the last two episodes yeah
1: um i had uh runa yornozuki who uh is from kakaguri xx uh she's like the fucking uh, you you haven't watched kakaguri so you don't even you, i don't think you know who i'm talking about but she's, like, the girl who she looks... She's, like, a loli, but she has, uh, like, rabbit ear... She has, like, a rabbit ear hoodie. And, like, the rabbit ears are, like, super fucking long. But she's always eaten, like, candy and shit. But uh, <laughs> she's, like, one of the student council members and, like, one of the top people. And she's, like, mastermind behind a lot of stuff in the show. And she's really cool. Um, If anything... If if is gonna do anything... For me, it's gonna give me a few characters I like at least. Uh, and then last nominee I had was Rui Tachibana, who was the uh, the purple haired girl, the purple haired sister and domestic girlfriend. Uh, we talked about this a little bit of work earlier, but um, even though her personality is kinda like super sundere, I really like that personality for some reason and Mm -hmm. there were there are some moments where i was just like come on now you're being fucking too ridiculous here but her attitude in a lot of situations where she was like i don't even fucking care uh was pretty cool and the scene i'm gonna spoil it a little bit so if you haven't seen the girlfriend uh, mute the stream for a minute or the uh, Spotify cast or whatever. But <laughs> the scene where they're talking to uh the teacher's boyfriend, and mistress thing, whatever. Um, and the main character dude is getting super angry, and then the dude says something, and uh, you see him get drenched with a glass of water. And then it pans the camera over, and it isn't even the main character. It's her sister that was pissed off. Yeah, that scene to me was that scene to me was crazy. I love that. That's that scene alone made me like that character a lot from that show. But I didn't. I haven't said the winner yet.
0: Uh, you could have guessed though. It's gonna be Philo from Shield Hero, just because. Oh, we went, we both went best girl is best voice actor performance. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Completely different characters too.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. I told you the, I told you when, um, I was five or six episodes into shield hero. I said, I'm only watching this show for Philo. Now I don't give a fuck about anyone else, but yeah. Like, that is the only character that, um, actually has me interested in the show anymore. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's gonna be my, my nominee for Best Girl. Uh, the winner.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah, man. (laughs) Um.
0: I never would have expected something like that to happen. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, i I didn't expect it at all either until I you just mentioned it, and I was like, "Wow!" It's like it wasn't <laughs> planned, nothing.
0: Yeah, that um, best voice actor is still. Yeah, that's that's cool.
1: Um, I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and move into best boy then. Yep. I think I'm next. Mm-hmm. Uh, my nominees for this are H- uh, Hyakimura from Dovaro, sick character. We've talked about him a lot already, so you understand why. Um. Tanaka from Uno san uh, it's, it's the guy that's like, fuck you, bitch, every single time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she tries to do It's the anything. fuck you, bitch guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I had Gale Owens from Price of Smiles, he's like the, um, he's like the, I wanna, I, for lack of a better term, they're like the rebellion, and, uh, he's like the captain of the people, uh at the rebellion. And he's got like this sick fucking, uh, like imagine like Sagat scar on his chest in street fighter, but it's like on his face. And, uh, the dude is like, he's just really cool. The whole, the whole show, like he's, he's killing people and he's got like this whole war mentality, but then you find out like he owns an orphanage and he's like trying to help like kids who have like lost their parents from war and stuff like that. And yeah, he's such a cool, deep character. Um, And then you know, I had to, I had to get fucking Lord Phil up in there from Promise Neverland. Uh,
0: So Phil wins it all. (laughs) He
1: best
0: best anime. Phil,
1: Phil, Phil was the best anime. He was the worst anime. He was the best animation. Best girl, best girl, best boy. He was everything. Anime of all time. Phil. <laughs> it's gonna have to
0: be Phil. But Phil over Devilman Crybaby.
1: Phil over... Devilman Cry... Phil was Akira in Devilman Crybaby. <laughs> so... <laughs> but That's no. ridiculous. My, be- my best boy winner uh had to be Hyakimaru. Yeah. Just because you've seen... uh. You've seen so much development of him uh actually gaining a personality once he starts getting some organs back. <laughs> and uh he's just overall a dope character, and he has that like internal flame of like never giving up and just like wanting his body back, and it's dope. I love it. So uh, about all I gotta say for Best Boy.
0: All right, so I also had Hayakimaru in the nominees. Um, other than that, I had uh, Chihiro. I won't really get into more of Hyakkimaru. You guys kind of heard it all with character design. But uh, Chihiro from the sumo show I was talking about, um, I thought he was really cool because he was sort of a luchador dude that lost to the main character in a wrestling match. And so he was like, Alright, you know, anime shit, I gotta put, devote my whole life to sumo now. And I was like, Okay, a wrestler joining sumo, that's cool. And uh he ended up being like a really like solid sumo wrestler. And um Yeah, I was a big fan of that dude. Then uh then Reagan from Mob Psycho Um kinda covered it in voice actor, but Reagan Reagan's development in this season is leagues ahead of season 1. Like it's in the first like handful of episodes, it's kind of just mob and regan hanging out. And then I won't really spoil what goes on, but the moment that they reconnect is like crazy cool. Um and then Norman from The Promised Neverland and I gave it to Norman. Norman wins the award. This was probably my hardest award because I I love Yakimaru Reagan and Norman. But the things that the things that Norman I I do this thing when something is a thriller or a horror where um I pick a character. Well with most things I try to I try to pick a character in the first episode and just follow them blindly <laughs> and see no matter what they do, I'll I'll let people have like uh I'll be like I watch an opening and be like, that dude look really cool, and then I'll see what their personalities like, and if I dig it, then they're the dude I follow. And I did that with Promised Neverland*. I was like, Norman looks really cool, and followed that dude. I'm not gonna spoil the series, but um, he was he was a strategic mastermind. Uh, his connection with Emma was really awesome, and I I just really love that character. And uh, yeah. It's kind of hard to really get into why I like Norman without spoiling it, so I'll just I'll just leave it at that. If you haven't watched The Promise Neverland, first of all, watch it. Uh what's your problem? You why are you here? Dingus. <laughs> and second, um I don't, I don't remember what I was saying, but Norman <laughs> <laughs> there's no second. Watch Promise Neverland and find out that Norman is the best boy.
1: Man, Norman only won because Phil used 5% of his power to let him win.
0: Yeah, that's what happened.
1: Yeah, dude, Phil is the new Shaggy
0: meme. No. Yeah. I hate the Shaggy meme. Every every rendition of the Shaggy meme to disappear. Damn. I'll admit, Phil is a god. Phil could beat Goku. Phil could beat Shaggy. Not best boy. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Alright, um... Moving on to
1: worst anime of the season? Yeah, coming up on the best anime of the season. Worst anime is my favorite category, though.
0: (laughs) Alright, worst anime of the season. Um... I got Magical Girl Special Ops. What the fuck (laughs) is going on with that show, man? It's, like, super, super brutal. But they try to own this whole, uh, Magical Girls are common in this world. And then, like, you'll have mafia dudes that are, like, uh... Oh, shit, it's a Magical Girl. We gotta get the fuck out (laughs) of here. I don't know. There's just something about lines like that that I could not take seriously enough. This was the season for me to get into new genres, and I did, happily. But Magical Girl Special Ops, uh, that was a mesh of of stuff going on that I couldn't get behind, man. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not a fan. Um, Shield Hero, already already blew a gasket talking about that shit. Uh, <laughs> fuck Shield Hero. Um, Marinera Friends, also fuck Marinara Friends, because, uh, what's going on in the show? <laughs> <laughs> Ever! Yeah. Uh, why are they making these things big deals? Ever! Um, do they like each other? I don't know. I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual, <laughs> Virtual San, uh, Virtual San wins. Um, Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) This show is so fucking bad. I like watching stuff uh, that is bad. I am a big fan of The Room. I'm a big fan of just watching stuff like uh, Tim and Eric and being like, man, this this is awesome garbage, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I love analyzing stuff that sucks. Uh, most things suck so bad that they're good except for Shield Hero. <laughs> and um and then Virtual San. Wow, man. So, okay, I'm still not exactly sure what you were saying is is the deal, but it's actual YouTubers?
1: Yeah, it's uh actual so, YouTubers with virtual personas in in anime. It is VR Chat the anime.
0: Okay. That knowing that and then going into it. These girls are like okay, I don't really know how to explain that. They're going through these little skits like Pop Team Epic, right? But the way that they they are literally like they were pulled from YouTube or uh VR and they're just like swinging their arms around like helicopter like <laughs> helicopters the whole time they're talking to each other and yeah. they'll do the little like leg flip up in the air and uh man the dialogue sucks they they had this one part where there were a whole bunch of the girls in a spaceship and it didn't show the connect but the whole thing was I forget what the fuck was even going on, but it was like, they were like, if you do this, then you'll grow in size. And I was like, okay, whatever. And they started growing in size, and then all but one girl shrunk all of a sudden. And then the big girl just couldn't control how big she was, (laughs) even though she was only like, uh, like seven feet tall. (laughs) And so she starts flinging her arms around and starts smacking the dudes out of the spaceship, <laughs> like through the spaceship. Yeah. And then oh, they're like, "Whoa! Man. Why'd you not? Why'd you knock her into space?" And then she's like, "Whoa!" And she starts swinging her arms again and starts knocking the other ones out. And then the next thing I know, they're like. Another skit where they're just all in a room together, and they're like, "Oh my god, Virtual San is watching!" And then they all just fucking walk into the other room and line up, and just do the same shit. <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" The- I feel like I'm watching fucking Teletubbies, man. <laughs> it's be- Teletubbies is better. Oh my god, <laughs> Virtual San is absolute garbage i think even if you watch those youtubers i don't know anything about uh these virtual girls on youtube i have never really understood that shit or 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 looked into it so if you're into it dope but i think if you like that stuff you will still hate the show (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) It's just bad. It's so bad, and it wins worst anime of the season for oh, sure.
1: You think it's uh, worse than My Sister, and My Rider? I
0: I didn't watch that, but I'm gonna. I have to guess yes. <laughs> like I have to. Well, I can tell you that's a
1: yes. <laughs> okay, cool.
2: <laughs>
1: oh man, you Damn. you you really killed it on the worst anime. <laughs> oh, is it yours? Uh my my winner? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh. It was tough though. Okay? It was real tough between Cuz I knew you watched Dimension High School.
1: Oh yeah, I ran the gauntlet on Worst Anime here. There were so many bad anime. You got fucking <laughs> I had Virtual Sandwich. You pretty much summed it up there. That's my worst anime of the season. Yeah, Dimension <laughs> High School, which is dudes fucking Mighty Morphin Power Ranger and into anime characters that are in horrible cg mind you with a wait, hold
0: on so is it like virtual san where wait i don't even remember what the settings in virtual san were. it seemed like it was real shit i can't remember now but was it dudes in real life and then the anime characters were like their personas like persona uh, the persona games
1: yeah kinda
0: oh or like now, stands
1: yeah con- well they it's like they morphed into them to like it was oh, okay. it was like a meteor came and hit the earth and then some shit happened and they had to morph into their anime characters to defeat it. Wow. Yeah, really bad. Uh and they were in CG too. So uh, there was that <laughs> um Ueno San was fucking weird, dude. It was funny, but it was like gross comedy funny it would be like, the the girl would be like, hey, drink my pee, or hey, smell my fucking socks, and the dude's like, why? And the whole time I'm like, yeah, why? I don't get it.
0: I really feel like they tried to take the, like, adult swim type of humor where it's like, just be gross. Yeah. And uh, it was just sort of like, uh, no one asked for this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I completely agree with you there. Uh, my last nominee was Angel Flew Down to Me. And this was initially the worst anime of the season for me. Because there's nothing I absolutely hate more in anime than when you have a lowly character that's sexualized by a female and they disguise it as Yuri And everything is okay.
0: Oh yeah, that's that show. See, I saw that on your list, and I was like, I don't remember what that show's about. And then, and then it hit me. Oh, that was the one show that we said uh, we domestic (laughs) girlfriend, but is actually bad. Yeah,
1: and it's still followed the shit. It's like the animation is good. Okay, I'll give it that. The animation is good. It's got a pretty good soundtrack. But the message that it's portraying, which is, it's okay to like kids as long as you are of the same sex, is beyond me. I fucking hate that in anime, dude. And it wouldn't yeah. matter to me if it was a guy and a girl. I would still hate it. I just don't like when... I, I'm a, I'm the kind of dude that... My favorite characters in shows are normally lolis, but when you sexualize them to that point, I'm just like, man, come on.
0: Yeah. Like... It's definitely weird. Yeah.
1: So... I mean, there's a whole, like, political thing there where, like, uh... You know, I do think those forms of media, um... are a good outlet for people who do have a mental disorder, like pedophilia, for example, because then they're not actually doing things to people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But still, I I ain't about it. And if you make a show like that, I ain't gonna watch it. Or I'll watch it and give it a fucking three uh regardless of if it's the greatest animation or composer or writing of all time it's just uh i i i i'll I'll say it's a moral thing
0: it's your, it, it's like a resonation like yeah it, or, it's just a resonation i don't know if that uh it doesn't resonate with you it's yeah. like uh it's like I can get behind some premises but if it's something I'm like actively against then uh it's like you know. you're uh i'm not trying to watch something that is uh attempting to convince me to see the bright side of pedophilia or something like that like yeah uh, or I'm just <laughs> have it disguised as a fucking
1: yuri girl on girl thing and people be like oh this is okay because it's girl on girl and it's yeah it's fuck that dude uh but, yeah, my worst anime of the season was Virtual Sand. I I think I told you I watched all of that, and I still don't know what I watched. I don't know what's going on. I, yo, I have <laughs>
0: no idea how you watched it all. I, <laughs> sat, I sat down, and I planned to watch it all. And I watched one episode, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how often I was like, I tried to focus, like, eight different times in the 20 minute episode and i just kept trailing off to my phone or something because i was like yo what the fuck <laughs> is going on yeah man this show sucks yeah oh yeah <laughs> i wanted to, i also wanted to like it so that i could turn it on you but it's not good <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't even pretend
1: <laughs> damn it. Oh, that's that's all I gotta say about worst anime this season. <laughs> My favorite category. Uh there were some nominees I coulda added. Um but yeah, those those four just took the cake for me and worst. <laughs> uh I guess now we're to the now we're to the big whammy. The the big award. The biggest. The biggest award. Solid gold plating around this one. Uh, got best anime of the season I got five nominees for this and uh, I'm sure you're not surprised whatsoever of my nominees because I think you got about the same uh, it's devil
0: man <laughs> it's devil man
1: you know all five nominees were devil man the winner is gonna be devil man once again greatest and anime that Phil
0: <laughs> Phil in there too Phil He's in the- the sixth nominee yeah phil is the sixth
1: nominee uh if he wasn't already every character in devil man i would have gave
0: it to him but you know right it's like if you're yeah you gotta you gotta just put them all in one and say devil man
1: yeah exactly man (laughs) uh five nominees yeah here we go number one i got Dovero. uh obviously we talked about it a lot just an amazing anime uh promise neverland up there in the top five especially with its introduction into the anime world being a contender for like the big three Uh, i really want to see how that goes in the future i personally don't think having a 12 episode season every season is going to do it but it has the potential if they pick it up uh in my opinion um domestic girlfriend is in my nominees for best anime of the season which if you would have asked me this during the fucking uh, first impressions I would have told you to fuck off and you were a liar because (laughs) there ain't no way it's gonna be in the nominations but you know what it made it made it Uh, up there
0: I'm not even upset about that I think that's 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 a good assumption
1: I got uh, Kaguya in there uh, really good show. It's probably the best comedy of the season, uh, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: And then I got Jo, I got JoJo Part Five up there in the nominees, uh, just because it's JoJo. Uh, you can't you can't go wrong with JoJo, man. They yeah, man, they could shit on a plate and call it JoJo Part Six, and I'd give it an eight out of ten
0: they could say baby stand and then feed shit to a baby and i'd be like this is a good this is a good show oh <laughs> yeah. wait. wait that happened
1: <laughs> yeah it's like anything you think of that could possibly happen in any other form of media it's already happened in jojo so <laughs> it's wild man uh anime best anime of this season uh it was tough. A lot of good nominees I gave it to Dovero though, because, my God, is that story good, and are the characters great, and it captures feudal Japan in such a good way. It even has historical accuracies, like, uh, when you were saying when uh, Dovero, when we found out Dororo was a girl, um, apparently that was, like, a common practice in feudal times, where parents would, like, raise their daughter as um, a male so that they wouldn't get like put into prostitution or like uh, raped or anything like that during like uh, wars Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so uh, like the accuracy on that is insane and the fact that they can still have it in a fantasy type setting amazing 10 out of 10 Dover Rogue gonna win it for the season for me
0: Alright, 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 alright. I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Alright, my nominees. Oh Devil, Devil, Devil Man again. again. It's Devil Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't like get promised promise never land in the nominees. <laughs> Come on, who do you think I am? Some kinda of goon? <laughs> Some kind of fool.
1: Some kind of
0: fool. You know this is the Endless Devil Man podcast. Uh we give Devil Man everything. Um <laughs> Okay, I got Promised Neverland as a nominee. Uh, all of these pretty much covered already. It's spooky. It good. Check it out. <laughs> Love is War. Um, I heard so much praise about this show, and I, and I kind of uh, fell behind a lot of weeks. But by the end of this year se- in, uh, in the last episode, I shed some tears, and I thought it was uh emotionally really powerful i thought it was i thought it was super good um and if you get a good finale to an already awesome like comedy you know like they know when to be serious and um it deserves a nomination and uh mob psycho animation's great story's great gave it a 9 out of 10 uh almost gave it a 10 won't spoil why it, why it isn't until we give our uh, seasonal impressions I don't know if we've already kind of given you our seasonal impressions or not, we'll we'll let you know but uh, <laughs> it's a 9 out of 10 and it's awesome uh, if you can get through season 1, please watch season 2, it's uh, changing the entire game of anime and uh, like, that's not even an exaggeration oh yeah, um Mother's Basement said it's his favorite anime of all time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think even Arcada said it's one of his favorites of all time. Now, like, it's it's crazy that this season hit us with a season that just changed um, some of the biggest dudes' uh, thought. Pro- you know, like, these dudes. You know, people like Mother's Basement and Arcada, like they watch so much anime. So yeah. you know, this is special when they to give it some props. And then Dororo. Um for the second award show in a row, we're both given the same thing. Oh yeah. Uh, anime of the Anime of the Season is Dororo. I thought that uh maybe I would save it for next uh season and see but like on I, I really heavily thought about everything I watched this season and I didn't miss a single Monday that Dororo aired. Yeah. Because I was so stoked for it. Like every week I I had to see what was going on. Hit me with hit me with uh heartwarming moments, hit me with amazing action, hit me with demon shit, hit me with spooky uh awesome monster concepts. Um a lot of like JoJo's moments where I'm like, "Okay, how in the fuck are they even going to deal with this one?" And um <laughs> don't really take any cop-outs like Dororo really has it all, and it's in a genre that you and I are already particularly massive fans of, so, like, uh, it's sort of like if the show does a pretty good job, it's already winning you and I over, because, you know, Devilman, Berserk, like, all these, you know, you hear about demons, and we're there, and we're probably giving it one of the best uh, scores. (laughs) Yeah except
1: not fucking magical girl Spec ops.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one I'm gonna have to finish that one and see but I doubt it. I doubt it gets better. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, Dororo and with confidence I think uh Kaguya Love is War I, I I gave that a 8 or a 9. Promised Neverland I gave an 8 for sure. Mob Psycho season two, I gave it nine. Dororo, I'm giving a ten right now, and yes. I'll rate it at the end of the se- at the end of the next core, if it keeps it up, which it doesn't feel like it's uh, running out of steam or anything like that. So it's not shield heroing out, uh, I should say. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's that's the show.
1: That's all I got for 2019 anime awards. Uh, everything you see here, everything we talked about, are gonna be in the nominations for the end of the year awards.
0: Yep, they they got the spring slot for yep. nominees.
1: Uh, locked in, and you guys, we got some good wild cards this season. But uh, we got like three more seasons to go, and it's gonna be wild. <laughs> they you got man the next season's coming up. You got so much cool stuff. You got like Doctor Stone, you got Fire Force. Man, it's going to be tough when it comes to I the next season.
0: <laughs> it really looks like the season where everything that uh that like I've anticipated is coming out as well as like, you know, uh so, it's like things that I decided to openly get into reading uh, manga wise, uh, things that um, I watched seasons of, like when I kind of wasn't an anime, like season twos. And uh, I'm just super, super excited for this year. Not particularly for spring. I think Demon Slayer and Carol and Tuesday are probably like my main ones from next season. I'm not. I've never really been like a massive One Punch Man fan. And I need to catch up on Bungo Stray Dogs to be stoked for that next season. But yeah. Spring isn't looking super hot. Summer is looking flames. Yeah. Uh, super ready for that. For that's when Fire Force and Dr. Stone come out too that I'm really stoked for. Um,
1: best anime out of those two is going to be tough.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, it's going to be, oh man i think I think at the least one of them is is gonna have to be in my wild cards because like I'm really passionate about both of those series, and then I think in uh when we have my hero coming back in uh fall, yeah, and a, a couple of other cool things that fall I always forget um I think that uh no longer human movie comes out. There's a lot of movies this year we need to check out, too. We will have a Best Movie category. We're just going to do it at the end of the year because seasonal Best Movie just kind of feels weird. Yeah, you get, like, <laughs> two movies a season. So it's <laughs> You're a like, I watched this movie, and it was good. I watched this movie, and it wasn't good. So I'm going to give the award <laughs> to the one that was good. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just do that at the end of the year. I think there's a couple more we're going to do, but... um. That's pretty much the categories for the most part. I can't remember the other categories we were going to bring in, but um, we're sorry we didn't do uh, news this time, but I'm kind of glad we didn't because we're pushing beyond two hours, I think. Yeah, we're two hours
1: almost ten minutes.
0: That was a good strategic decision. Sorry if you were looking forward to it, but this was we, we yeah this was a big one for us. Yeah, and we heard um,
1: some big news today at work about Carolyn Tuesday, but we'll probably hit you with it next episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was massive news. I'm su- uh, super ready for that. Uh, the, also, the Be- the Bebop live action cast was announced uh bebop's my favorite creation of all time so i'll hit you with my thoughts next week if we have time uh, we kind of have a busy busy weekend ahead of us but we might be able to get you an episode of at least news before next thursday but we'll keep you updated yeah um and once again uh, what what's up
1: and then uh i'm thinking that when we get to our uh anime awards of the year it'll probably be a longer stream or a longer uh podcast than this one yeah Uh, i'd imagine it'd be pushing three or four hours easily uh with as much as i have to talk about uh all the great shows we got winning categories this season and then the next ones it's gonna be wild man
0: well, I think about how our yearly awards went last year, or at the beginning of this year from last year, and we didn't even do this whole like nominee thing we're doing. So I remember that was a pretty crazy podcast. So the the year of this one where we're like real like we last year we were into seasonal, but this year we're into seasonal. Oh yeah,
1: we're a part of it. <laughs> like we
0: so. Uh, yeah, that's that's really exciting. I love talking about seasonal stuff. I don't know if it's uh, our listeners cup of tea, but uh yeah. Um once again, we're still really stoked about being on Spotify. Uh it's it's really fucking me up still that we we actually made it on there. Uh but thanks for that. Thanks for following us on there. Thanks for listening. Um, hit us with a subscription if you want. Uh, follow me at ScubaDrop on Twitter. Follow him at Snorlaxicus. And we will catch you guys next week or maybe sooner.
1: Yes, you guys got any suggestions or anything, uh, anything you want to see on the show, just, uh, you know, tweet us. Always on Twitter. Always down to talk. Heck yeah. All right, that's all I got to say. Yep. Yeah. We will catch you guys next time. See yeah. you. See ya. See ya.